Yeah, I think it was very useful in terms of thinking of myself and my values, as I never thought about them before. I really like that metaphor that came into my mind about the moon and the stars. So I would say it would be the first advice. Don't lose the moon while counting the stars. Try to find the moon and try to find that focus. Because if you look at most of the people, that's, that's what makes us happy. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes because Ukraine is not just a former Soviet country nor Chernobyl. The new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I couldn't return to Kiev because of the pandemic. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 120 people participated in this project for Ukraine. From the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Yale University, Harvard and the London School of Economics to the United Nations to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So please support this podcast by sharing an Instagram story today and mention the page aziz.future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland. Top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan. Top 50 in Germany and Canada. Top 25 on Upper Russia. Top 15 in Poland and Australia. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden and South Korea and many other places. This is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, We will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Olena Nikityuk from Rivne to Flex 
2017-2018 to a flex city representative for Rivne to Erasmus Plus in Lithuania to currently being a sophomore at Minerva schools at KGI, where she will study in seven different places from the United States, South Korea, India, Germany, Argentina, the United Kingdom to Taipei, double majoring in art and humanities with the concentration in arts and literature and business concentrating on venture capital. Olena has professional experience working in marketing, business development, design, copywriting, project management in various startups and organizations from the American startup LinguaTrip, the Korean fundraising company The Bridge, the European-American slow fashion brand Black to Gray and others. She is a huge fan of reading classical literature, especially related to history. And she's a big fan of good classic non-mainstream movies directed by the great directors. She used to professionally pursue arts, especially oil painting, drawing, sculpture, and others for many years prior to entering university. She loves traveling and uses exploring new cultures as a way to explore and discover more about herself. And she loves learning new languages. She tries to learn the languages of every one of the countries she will reside in. Olena, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. Very well. How are you? I'm great, happy, excited. And to begin this with something that I believe would be great to begin with, because you have such an interesting background. And it's this, Olena. When you truly wish to feel alive, to feel happy, to do something that you truly enjoy, what is an activity that maybe your mood today or this period or in general is one of your most favorite ways to feel alive? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I guess it's not an activity. It's more like a routine. When I feel very, very overwhelmed with my life, I basically try to wake up super early and just to spend my time with myself. It doesn't matter like what I'm doing and where I am. It can be just like early morning with myself with a book or maybe enjoying some time on nature, but it has to be early or early morning. So no one interrupts me or no one asks me questions when I have this time to, to think about big stuff. Tell me more. Because you set time with yourself, but then you said to think about stuff. And thinking, if you think about Buddhism or meditators, thinking means you're not with yourself because you're in thought. So tell me more. Tell me how do you begin that routine or ritual? Do you begin by making a cup of tea, maybe, or juice, or water, or do you have a favorite place to sit? Do you like to look at the window outside, or do you like to close everything and be in darkness? Tell me the details about the physical part of that routine, as well as how do you spend time with yourself while actually also lost in thought, or is it a different thing that you can explain and expand more on? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't think it's a contradiction. You can spend your time with yourself and contemplating about big things as well. I don't have like a big established routine since I travel so much and visit so many countries, but ideally I wish it would be somewhere on the nature um, very, very early. So I can just um, wake up, maybe make some delicious breakfast, um, light some candles, just think, write something in my diary, plan my day, um, and just, yeah, just reflect to try to have something, everything in my thoughts in order. Thank you. And I'm going to ask you a really, really big question, which is this. How do you believe you can be so valuable that you can have more time for yourself while the time that you're working is valuable enough to give you a great life and a great return on investment, if you know what I mean? Because many people, they work a lot because the value of each hour isn't enough to cover their wishes financial goals and therefore they don't have time to be with themselves but the way to spend more time with yourself is that the time you're working is so valuable that you can do less earn enough or more and have time for yourself did you think about such issues and if so could you share your thoughts yeah, I was actually thinking about that a lot. And if you asked me that question maybe a month ago, um, I would be um, answering in a way you have to you have to choose something big, something ambitious, something that you really like and go for it, kind of sacrificing other aspects of your life because in the end it would bring you a lot of pressure. Uh, but now I'm, I don't think um, it's contradictory. I don't think it's either or. I think if you create value for yourself, uh, that return on investment actually extrapolates into other areas in your life. If you kind of in the harmony with yourself, it gives you more energy, more spirit to like to invest more into your professional career. Career. So it's not contradictory. It's not either or. I know people who can do both, and I also try to do both. Thank you. And what changed since a month ago that changed your thoughts? Was there an event, an experience, a person, a role model? Share, because that change in belief and the reason for it could also inspire a listener through the same experience and their imagination of what happened to also get into that new deduction and conclusion that you had. Yeah, um, I just talked about it with many people. I've experienced um, or contemplated on it from the perspective of people who sacrificed everything, who just tried to go for it for a career, always postponing everything. I've also, as I always do, try to dive deeper into like what literature tries to say about it, what are some great movies about it. I recently watched this um, awesome Japanese movie uh, called um, Jiro Dreams of Sushi basically uh, talks about how to find your something that you're striving for in life and how to invest into that and how to drive your energy into that. And I guess the combination of these sources from people and from experiences and from like literature and arts, I think that's what uh, formed my conclusion. Thank you. And that reminds me of a story that is a bit funny, but uh, truly deep at the same time. 
where there was a fisherman and there was a pond near his house that was rich with fish. So every morning he will go spend the day fishing in leisure, in slow living, and then get the fish to take home, eat, and sell some to take care of his family. One day, a businessman came to him and told him, wow, you have such a treasure. We have to focus on this, turn it into a business and an industrial thing. So the fisherman told him, okay, explain to me in detail. So he told him, look, first, we will bring other people to fish with you, and then we will sell that fish to buy a boat. And then after we buy a boat, we will go and take a lot more fish each time to buy a second boat. And then when we buy a second boat, we can buy the third faster and grow this firm outfit and enterprise. And the fisherman said, okay, when all that happens, what will I get from that? He told him, you'll have money, a lot of money. And he said, okay, what can I do with that? He said, well, you can take time to go fishing and enjoy yourself. So he told him, well, I'm already doing that. Thank you so much. I don't need to go through all the stress and trouble. I can have a simple life and fish every day rather than a complicated life so that I stress and get enough money to dream about that simple life and retire to live it while I'm actually living it now. And I thought that's a, a truly telling thing. Do you have any comment on this as well as I will ask you something about venture capital, but not specifically on that, but more a strategic way to live? Yeah, I think it's a very interesting story. Um, reminds me of the conversation that I had with my friend. We also talked about fish. Um, it's more about should you, as you said, live, choose living simple life or going for a big ambitious thing? I, I still think you have to go for a big ambitious one. It's kind of are you trying to catch that fish in a spoon or uh, in like small pond or trying to hunt for a big shark in the ocean? And I feel like a big shark should always be a strategy. Mm, it's more meaningful than any enjoyment or small happiness that you can find in your simple life, however beautiful it can be. Thank you. And I agree with you, but we shouldn't neglect the small happinesses because even if you read a book like The Winner Effect, biologically, if you don't celebrate small wins, when you do celebrate small things, you get serotonin and dopamine in your brain and it grows and your creative side will open up because you'll be happier, able to deal and cope with problems much better. But if you only wait for something big to begin celebrating, finding meaning and finding happiness, then you lose a lot of brain growth, neuroplasticity and reasons to be happy. And therefore, I was telling you, yes, about that simple life. But the thing is, it was the fisherman's big dream it wasn't the fish it was the businessman's shark trying to convince the fisherman to go after it rather than the fisherman's own shark and i believe with you in what you said that really we should pursue big dreams but not forget today it's about every day thinking did i become someone i am more proud of being did i impact the world and the lives of others positively 
And did I have happy memories and moments that I collected that I will remember forever? And if you balance these three things, enjoying the day, collecting memories, working for tomorrow and the legacy and impact, as well as growing as a person, giving your everything and being proud of the growth you're doing and you're achieving, then that is the perfect balance, at least for me. If one is missing, then it's like a, a stool with only two legs, not three, and it will fall aside. Do you have a comment on this as well as I will ask you the question about the venture capital strategy. Many people say that for in venture capitalism, it's like 90% of your investments fail, but that one out of nine that could be a unicorn, it covers the worth of 100 investments. So they don't go for something where they try to make each project successful but they try to go for the longer shots where they accept most will fail, but the ones that win will give them a lot more profit than if they try to minimize risk. Is this something that is true? And if so, I actually live my life that way so we can speak about it. Um, yeah, talking about the your first comment, the winner effect. Um, yeah, I agree about uh, the third leg or the fourth leg of a chair. I completely agree. Plus, I think it starts with small investments and small steps, like making up your bed, like uh, trying to um, maybe fulfill your everyday dream uh, dreams with simple strategies that can then extrapolate into like big dreams. So everything is connected. And um, about venture capital, um, there are different strategies. Some people say you do have to invest in 10%. Others say it's better to, I don't know, diversify as much as possible. Um, I actually agree with you. I think it's better to choose something specific, become an expert in it, and win because of your expertise, win because of your quality, um, rather than just because of quantity. One second. Well, for a second there, I thought you mentioned quality because of the great book, which is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. But you are speaking about quality versus quantity. So let's let's go somewhere else. Now, I want the true, deeper Olena. <laughs> I want more. So tell me, do you still love art? Yep, absolutely. That's why is I'm it... double majoring, double trying to should to uh, bounce with one stone. Perfect. Tell me something about art. Or actually, do you know NFTs or no? You probably do. I do, yeah. Okay, so let's not go there, but focus on art. Art appreciation, movies, oil painting, sculptures. Which one of those is an activity that you truly love? Like... Of course, all of them, but which one could have its own special place in your heart? Mm, uh, it's not It's not separate for me. It's like one activity, like that you use the word art to describe all of them. For me, it's like both watching it, doing something, reading something, creating something. It's all one thing. It's not like um, music, for example, is something like a different aspect of art and painting is a different one for me. It's connected and if i wasn't familiar with one aspect i would not understand the other tell me more what do you mean 
how is it connected and what is the activity called art when it comes to your own definition and your own thoughts well the first thing that comes to me is creati- creativity and the loss of your thoughts when you don't try to strategically plan something when you just um reflect everything that's inside your head into either writing or paper or painting something like that lives deep inside of us but we don't have the opportunity to express um, and it is connected because different mediums um, are like what you cannot express in literature you can express in arts via for example visuals what you cannot express in that like painting snapshot you can express through um, some structural things in literature and then you can combine all of that in movies and that's how you kind of get that full experience so it's not different things just different ways of seeing that reality thank you and you mentioned that art to you there is the activity of loss of thoughts and expressing those thoughts correct yep and you said the morning routine is more about thinking about big things it's more for me i try and, um, not to lose the moon while counting the stars while doing something um, every day we sometimes forget what is important and for me just having time with myself is that a moment when i can reflect on that and not to forget something important I like that. This is the third metaphor you're using. So let's explore metaphors. <laughs> I notice now. Okay. What is your metaphor for life? For some people, it's like a garden and they will describe things about that. Other people, it's like a journey or an adventure or a going hiking up a hill or a painting and making a painting, an oil painting or whatever to you. When you think about life, do you have a metaphor that you think through as a filter and lens about life and happiness and how to live? Um, three comes to my mind. They're very similar. It's either a movie, a book, or a painting. Okay. So listen to your heart and think, what is the first thing that comes to your mind right now? Movie, painting, or book? Probably a movie. It, it, um, extrapolates more. It has more aspects than just a painting or just a poem, for example. I love that. I love that. Tell me about that movie that is life. Tell me about all the aspects. And when you think about movies, just to make sure first, are you a visual person? Let's say I tell you, imagine near you there is a book and it's not there, but imagine it. Can you imagine it clearly? Yeah, I'm actually a very, very visual person. I think some people don't even realize how visual I am. (laughs) Oh my God, we're going to have a lot of fun now. Now I'm ready for this. Okay, so you see the book near you, correct? Yes. And what title does it have? Um, It doesn't have a title. It has some kind of characters, Asian characters, maybe in Korean or in Mandarin, something that I don't understand, some kind of quote. Perfect. Imagine on top of it, there is like an iPhone 20. (laughs) And it can automatically translate to any language you wish, those characters, and translate them to English. What (laughs) does that iPhone say? Hmm. I would say um, maybe focus, create, and live. 
these three words came to my mind? Focus, create, and live. What yes. could each one of them mean about your own life? I guess focus is trying to find something um, that I can perceive on a long term. Because I really have this idea of trying everything, not in a bad way, as more, most people think of the phrase, I'm trying to find to try everything in my life and drink something like uh, drugs and rock and roll. I'm thinking more about reading every book, like learning every language, uh, talking to every person, trying each sphere. And focus is maybe uh, trying to do all of that, but uh, trying to frame that uh, like into one sphere, into one diamond. Um, create is just um, not to go into mundane stuff, to involve art, to involve all of that you can learn from books, to involve all of that you can learn from other people in artistic way to create it, because this is something new, this is something we are losing. And uh, live is just, as we have talked already, just enjoy every moment, just don't forget about it, just live because life passes and you remember simple things. You don't remember all of your deadlines and uh, work meetings. I like that. And before even further we go, is there a way for you now to apply this and include in your routine or thoughts, focus, create, live? What do you mean to apply that? Meaning turn it into something you do, whether when you plan or choose to do something differently in your weekly routine or life? Yeah, I think I implement it every day. Mm, I try to decide one big thing that I'm doing. Then I try to um, involve some kind of creativity into that and then just um, live and enjoy every moment ahead. Thank you. And in your life, did you have moments before where you were not so focused? Um, yeah, generally when I'm stressed or when I'm going through something, something I don't enjoy, maybe some kind of hardship on when I'm doing things that I'm supposed to do, not that I really want to do, I lose that connectivity. So I need to go either to art or enjoy my everyday routine, something like that. So art helps you reconnect with what you truly want rather than doing what people tell you. Or, or that you should do, but it's not your choice, or being distracted by the hardships of life. So it's in a way a, a rebalancing activity. Is this correct? Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. And open the book on a random page. Um, I see a lot of paintings there and a lot of visuals rather than words. Kind of uh, some, I don't know, Velasquez or some kind of old paintings. Describe it for me. Um, I guess it's the first thing that comes into my mind in some kind of famous painting like Les Meninas, something that really impacted my life, that really made me appreciate arts and appreciate... Tell me, tell me about Les Meninas. Why was that so meaningful for you and how did it impact you? And how was before that and after that experience? Okay, so it was basically the favorite painting of my arts teacher, uh, who is incredible, who I see as one of the biggest role models in my life. And I never understood the, the, the meaning of the painting because it was one of, one of these many paintings uh, that we can see in uh, museums or something like that. So I just 
never thought of it of something special and then mm, there was this thunderstorm in our uh, art school and i had to spend these three hours just in conversation in like dark dark room with my art teacher just talking about one painting and why is it so special about the lighting of it the composition the like spanish background of velasquez and it just made me realize how much and ignorant i was and how much more i can learn from just just looking at one painting and how much more i have to learn with an intention to look into that how much more you can learn and how much more you have to learn so what is the meaning value and importance in your life of learning um, I think learning is uh, like the essence of everything I do. Mm, I think without it, I wouldn't be wouldn't be anywhere. Like I'm in university because I want to learn. I'm pursuing a career because I want to learn. I am doing arts because it's like another step for learning. It's everything is connected to that. Okay, open another page and have the intention that it will show you something related to learning. Hmm. Um, it shows me just um, my family, maybe when I was very small. Um, my dad used to read a lot of books for me, as well as my mom. And they spent a lot of their free time just trying to teach me how to do simple things. Um, I think I learned more from my parents and from my school. Thank you. And take that iPhone 20 <laughs> and put it on on top of the uh, photos of your family, etc., And it will show a quote or an advice that is really valuable to you right now that you can share as well. Tell me what does it say? I remember my dad once told me, uh, you have to walk slowly, but you have to make sure you never walk backward. So it's better to move slowly to something, but make sure you never turn back. Thank you. And how do you use that in your life? for success maybe some other people can learn from that way of thinking or attitude or strategy in order to have a better life yeah i used to just um, try to do what i can with what i have and where i am um, i think learning languages is a great example i'm currently in korea and i procrastinated learning the language so much but it was learning something every day like learning hangul which is the korean alphabet or learning batching which is some kind of uh, um, reading rules or just one simple word just one smell step by step and then it builds up and uh, now i can for example it's not that i'm proficient but i can maybe understand some words or say something and if i will continue doing that then hopefully by the end when i'll graduate i'll be able to talk to some Koreans. You'll be able to talk to some Koreans. And imagine another thing. Mm -hmm. When you think about movies, what is the best way you imagine will be the perfect way for watching movies? Is it a projector at home? Is it in 3D? Is it in a cinema that is old or new or IMAX or to you? Or maybe at home near a chimney drinking hot Coco and just watching a movie, but to you, what would be the most cozy and satisfying way to watch one of your most favorite movies, just to know? 
Well, uh, I believe that all of the movies are made with intention to be watched on a big screen. When directors are filming it, they have this in, uh, intention that people that are watching it are going to see it on a big screen. So I think it's maybe, of course, we all are doing that, but it's a bit disrespectful and you cannot enjoy the mo movie full if you're not watching it on a big screen. So I guess it has to be a cinema with a huge screen with very nice sound so you can understand all of the small things in that movie. Thank you. So now imagine you are in that cinema with a huge screen with a great sound correct yes what's on the screen describe it mm, is it something from my life if you said so it means yes what do you see yourself doing there uh, i actually see the future not the past or the present I see a successful future of me doing everything I ever wanted to, maybe in 10 years, in five years, uh, being involved into some kind of production, into business, being both in Ukraine and abroad, being with my family, enjoying time with my friends, developing professionally and personally. It's kind of my, my perfect life. And what do you see exactly that represents that? Is it you dressing in a Chanel suit? Is it you in an airplane? Is it you talking on the phone, sending emails? Because if it's visual, what all you said are concepts. So what do you see exactly there? Is it like a map of the world? I don't know what you see that represents that successful future. Um, I smell like incredible... Um paints, oil paints, because this is my favorite smell. And I see myself just um, creating something with people, network that I enjoy. Um, on one side, on the other side, it's just traveling. Um, then below, it's kind of connecting it professionally, maybe receiving some awards for that. Great. And imagine there is like a lesson or advice from you in the future that will appear now on the screen to guide you and help you for that. What does it say? What is there that is good and really, really like a surprise in a positive way that is impactful? Um, I believe that all of that comes through hard work and saying more no's than yeses. So I think future me would say something like, um, strong and successful person is um, not the one who can enjoy much. Maybe it's the one who can say no to many things rather than yes to many things. Thank you. It's like uh, Warren Buffett when he said that the difference between successful people and very, very successful people is that very, very successful people say no to almost everything and only accept very, very few things. But I will ask you a different question, which is the Tim Ferriss question. What if it were easy? How would that be possible to have that future success in a parallel universe where it could be easy actually to achieve for you? Um, I would not love to have all of that. I think the greatness and the pleasure comes from some difficulty comes from experience. Um, how can you gain that experience then from failures? So I guess I, that would not be that interesting. It would be quite boring. Um, these failures are something that makes me appreciate it. Thank you. And 
I agree with you. And though we have to explore something called the martyr syndrome, where people take on more pain and hardship than they have, and they they make themselves overcome more than they need in order to get the goals that they have. So to explore and think about it, are there places in your life where maybe subconsciously you make it more difficult than it should be just because you value that development more than the result? Hmm. Um, I think this is a very, um, honestly, a kind of Ukrainian thing that comes through history, um, not in a bad way. I think to make some sacrifices, maybe based on our history, maybe based on our past, um, it can be viewed in a good way when you make sacrifices for something bad or something great, or it can be viewed in a bad way when it's just more of a victim complex, when you're trying to victimize yourself and everyone around you. I guess I, I had that maybe mm, my last year of school when I was trying to search for universities and was rejected by some of them when I was trying to find myself professionally was rejected by some um, job um, employees. I thought it was there's nothing is wrong with me. I'm so victimized. And I think the best way to to get over it, just start with small everyday practices, some kind of routine that you can follow, just um, like follow your promises and track your small improvements and you can kind of get out of that complex and maybe surround yourself with people who are not like that, who are more progress oriented. Thank you. And did you overcome it in your own now mind and thought or is it still something that you're working on? Yeah, I I don't think I have a victim complex, although I like overcoming hardships. uh, I think it was just a small snapshot in my life. It's kind of, I painted it over new experiences and new, new joyful moments. No, 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 this is good. I painted it over. It means you see life as a painting and you're painting over. This is beautiful. Tell me about that. Because now I understand it's actually, wow, you see life and experience as a painting that you're creating but it the painting is one and then the old is being painted over by the new and changed is this correct (laughs) yeah i think it's a combination of a movie a painting and some kind of a book yeah tell me all how do they work together no tell me everything how does the movie work how does the painting work how does the book work when it comes to life um yeah, I guess everything I emotionally experience is a painting, maybe some kind of victim thing, um, some kind of um, maybe personal things, friendships, um, everything professional. It's kind of comes into a movie when I can track my progress, write that script, organize it, film it, and um, everything else just comes into a book, especially related with people. I know some people are like dots that end your life, others are like commas and can continue it. Others are just um, small words that are very, very rare. So I guess it's just this combination of these three mediums. Perfect. And imagine those three mediums, they want to tell you a message and they have sent it to the iPhone 20. What is there? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a very good one. Um, 
I guess. <laughs> I guess it's something that I said, I guess, in the beginning. Um, trying to choose something, something one, trying to combine these three mediums. Um, not to lose that big sun, that big moon while um, going for stars, while counting the stars. Tell me more. When you see the moon and the stars, what are you seeing? Since you're a highly visual person, so we can play very well, and I like how your brain thinks and explore it. Do you see yourself walking? Do you just see space and there is a moon and stars? Is it a painting? What do you see when you speak about that? Because it's the second time you use that metaphor in the exact words with emotion. It means there is something there in your life, in your thoughts that represents it. Just see myself um, sitting on the grass with a cup of tea, watching that big moon and concentrating on it, not paying attention to anything, anything else or paying less attention, just keeping that focus and going into that. Brilliant. And imagine, look to your right, there is a small representation of a painting. What is that new painting? Hmm. Um, I guess it would be something, something very abstract, something I cannot describe. Um, I don't know, some kind of um, Picasso style, very, very cubistic. I don't know why it came into my mind. Maybe just because... Um, just because I'm trying to concentrate on one thing and something like all of the other abstra abstracities, it's something I do not want to notice. Thank you. And flip it, there is one word behind it that you can read. What does it say? <laughs> Maybe um, search. Tell me what can that be? In what way is the word search? meaningful in your life right now? Um, I guess I'm trying to search for that moon, for that one thing I'm trying to focus on. Okay, and imagine this moon is has telepathic abilities and it wants to give you a hint about how to find it, like a GPS on the iPhone uh, 20, but not really. It's just a message to your brain. What could be that hint? Um... I guess just do what you love, go go with it, and maybe the moon will reveal yourself. Because it's not that the moon is something you can find, it's something you can create, or something that will, uh, I mean, will be visible with an action. You cannot just sit and say that moon, moon will come all, um, into your life. So you have to just work with what you can, where you are, and maybe that, like, moon will reveal itself soon in the future. Thank you. And now I have to ask, was that message of focus, create, live in that order? Because if the moon is telling you this, it means live first, create, and then you will find the focus. Could this be a correct understanding and ordering rather than focus, create, live? It's live, create, and the creation will reveal the moon or the focus could yeah. this be correct yeah i really like it i think actually they're um they can be substituted if you will focus maybe that will let let you live soon or if you will live maybe that will reveal your focus so i think it can be in any or any order but maybe what you just suggested can work for most of the people and for me especially now thank you and look to your left 
there is something a box open it what is there um i don't know why it's kind of a magical wand perfect use it and it will create something new unexpected and let's discover it together okay so i'm opening it um using that wand and magically some people appear in my life people that can support me that can um, lead me that can inspire me mostly people that i some people that i know other people that i don't ask them for advice on how to find and bring more of those people into your life if they can tell you one quote one word one paragraph one hint show you one painting or anything that will help you get more of the supportive people into your life what would this be um i guess just continue continue doing what you can because there are many people that come with your life into your life right now so just continue doing that and um, if you are rethinking something um though you cannot go back and make a brand new start you can continue doing what you can and maybe it will create your new end perfect and take the other book which is your book where you have the people in your life can you have it in your hands yes i can you said some people are dots some people are commas correct yeah and the supportive people what is the symbol that represents them hmm. i guess the supportive people are just the beginning of sentences maybe some question marks or some explanation marks or some big words that you write either in captions or in the start of each sentence or in the start of each paragraph brilliant and imagine that flip that book to the end there is a small envelope hidden in the last page and inside mm -hmm. it there is a small paper with something on it what is there hmm um i see like a blank paper i don't see anything specific <laughs> is it really a blank paper or is it a paper filled with new beginnings um i think it's a blank paper but it can be represent represented as or mean something like new beginnings in one's life something where you can write or paint or create something new brilliant and did you know that if you used lemon and you wrote on a paper it looks empty but if you bring some fire near it it will show a text okay i'll try to do that um i guess it shows the same three words that we were talking about something like focus um live and create well it changed the order or not because now you said focus yep. live create yep it's it did not it didn't it changed the order but i guess it's not important so any of these three words work for now which means you have choice let's let's go on a smaller adventure really quick what is your favorite kind of scenery to enjoy life and to have a good uh, time is it grass like you mentioned or maybe is it near the ocean or the beach maybe on a mountain maybe in a park maybe it's in ukraine some place that is meaningful to you and to your heart or maybe somewhere in the world that you wish to visit that is truly valuable for you tell me a place like that yeah i guess it's ukrainian uh, carpathian mountains but maybe 
situated somewhere north, not in Ukraine, in some kind of colder climate, maybe somewhere in Iceland, because it's extremely beautiful there. Okay, you're now in Iceland, walking in that beautiful place you just imagined. What do you smell? What do you hear? And I say smell because even in the cinema, you smelled oil paintings. So to you, I love that your visualizations are 3D, including all senses. So tell me, how do you feel? What do you smell when you're walking in that Carpathian-looking, Icelandic, perfect location? Yeah, I smell the same, <laughs> the same paintings because this is my favorite smell. Maybe some kind of freshness. Um, I don't hear anything except for a fresh breeze. And yeah, it's pretty cold, but I continue walking to that mountains. Okay. Do you like that it's pretty cold or do you prefer to be a bit warmer? Yeah, I like, I like cold weather. Perfect. Imagine you arrive to wherever you wish to be in that place and you decided to make an oil painting. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just paint, paint the scenery, painted everything I can see. You just painted and imagine you're painting it, but you finally discover that you're painting that over something else. Can you just reveal what was under all that? Yeah, I guess it's uh, the same, uh, my family, the same things that I saw in the book or in the cinema. I guess this but is it, like the fourth uh, leg of my uh, chair. So to you, your family is the force driving you. Is this what I understood correctly? And they inspired you and instilled in you to keep going and to learn always and to improve as a person because you have many big goals, of course, but it's the person you are becoming every day through that and it's both to make your family proud to take care of your family of your community and of your country as well as becoming someone stronger more competent to do many great things in the world is this a correct understanding about how you view life and can you add more if you wish yeah i guess it's more like a support that they give me uh, i love the metaphor of that force lack of the chair Without them, the chair would fall. I would say also like the roots of that tree that I'm trying to grow. Like without roots, nothing would happen. It's kind of the hidden thing. Uh, when we look at people, we are mostly uh, looking at their actions, what they did, how they did it. But we never go into whys. And yes, for me, my family was definitely a why. Just because of all of the nights they spent with me, like trying to teach me something or to learn, not even academically in everyday life. So yeah, I guess that's that's the correct way. Without them, I wouldn't be enjoying art, wouldn't be learning, wouldn't have the character that I have. So they do mean a lot for me. Yes, and you switch to the metaphor of the tree and the roots. So now you're a tree or uh, any plant with roots. What kind of tree or plant are you? Do you have enough sunshine or is it uh, cold and um, cloudy or what's going on there? Are the roots really deep or not so deep or getting deeper? Tell me the whole situation. 
Yeah, I guess everyone wants to see himself or herself as a very unique tree. Um, yeah, very tall, very um, beautiful with many, many flowers, many, many blossoms. So now it's its peak point, point and maybe in so, soon it will be able to give some, um, I don't know, fruits, cherries, something out of that flowers. Um, it's very colorful, uh, very diverse trying to grow as tall as possible and trying to enjoy growing not being uh, is afraid to be used as for kind of wood or i don't know for something else that you use the trees just trying to grow and enjoy his life and bring some foods that maybe other people could eat berries correct yeah berries <laughs> taste them how do they taste like oil paintings or uh, how do they taste really just um sweet sweet berries that you enjoy i don't know some kind of cherries i like that and from all this that we had this conversation today what three things that are valuable insights and new learnings did you discover that are useful for your life and maybe you can share them as advice also to yourself and to the audience to have a better life yeah i think it was very useful in terms of thinking of myself and my values as i never thought about them before um i really like that metaphor that came into my mind about the moon and the stars so i would say it would be the first advice don't lose the moon while counting the stars try to find the moon and try to find that focus because if you look at most of the people that's that's what makes us happy. The second one is try to live and enjoy the small things through some kind of everyday activities, some smells, shops, food, anything. Um, and the third one is just work very hard and appreciate always the people that made you who you are. It can be either your family, your friends, or just, just anyone, your arts teacher who you talked about um, well, ask us for an hours. Yeah, I think these are three big things. Thank you. And your family just sent you a message on your iPhone 10. <laughs> what did, does it say? Um, just continue, continue doing everything you can and never give up. Go for it. Continue, continue, go for it. Never give up. And if people want to follow you on social media or send you a message or anything like that, what are the best social media or websites or links for them to go? And I will write it in the description as well. Yeah, I guess um, my Instagram or Facebook or my Gmail are three of the most useful ones. Sometimes, occasionally, I also use LinkedIn. It's Olena Nikituk in all three of them. Thank you very much, Olena. And how was this? Was it a unique experience? Was it, what are your feelings? Because when people hear, it's so personal to you that they'll be thinking, wow, this is so interesting, but I don't really understand what's going on. So can you share from your perspective, how was that? Because your brain works in a way that makes this possible. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting how all of that came to my mind. I felt it was some kind of therapy maybe artistic therapy and i felt you're a great therapist uh, that made me 
look into myself mm, maybe some visualize it because if you i can visualize it maybe i can better implement it in action and it made me think about some some personal things and maybe ask similar questions to other people mm, to see how they view their life and their world and can maybe compare it thank you very much and i wish you a great day and continue <laughs> thank you aziz have a great day